Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Are you ready for a change? A change is gonna do you good. Hey there, I'm Pavlina Asta. First of all, welcome to my newest project, If God Had a Podcast. I started in radio when I was 11 years old interviewing celebrities, and I am so excited for this new chapter. If God Had a Podcast is all about improving you for a better us. That's my plan. If you've always wanted to try meditation but think to yourself, when would I have time? You should check out Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through comprehensive, clinically validated research. Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation. Need help falling asleep? Use Headspace wind-down sessions. And parents, Headspace has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace works for you, on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash c-suite for a free one-month trial. You'll be able to access Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash c-suite today. Welcome to If God Had a Podcast, where our mission is to talk to incredible thought leaders and help you become a better you for a better us. My name is Pavlina Asta, and this week we are talking to the brilliant professor, speaker, and author of multiple books, but her most recent is How We Live Now, Redefining Home and Family in the 21st Century, Dr. Bella DePaulo. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for having me on. Yes, thank you for coming. This is going to be so fun. I remember I was, actually how I found you was I was in the black hole of YouTube TED Talks, and I was just watching <laughs> a million of them, and yours came up, and I was like, I have to email her. I, I need to, we, we got to have a conversation. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you did. Yeah, and the TED Talk I watched was called um, What No One Ever Told You About People Who Are Single. And I was like, this is going to be fun. (laughs) So, (laughs) and to be totally honest, um, I was always on the edge of marriage. You know what I mean? I was kind of like, I'm not really the marriage type. It's not really like my thing. And then after watching your TED Talk, I was like, I'm convinced. So first of all, I want you to like go, you know, you can, you can kind of tell me about, tell like the audience about uh, your TED Talk, um, because at this point, I kind of think I've, yeah, I'm pretty solid on the whole Oprah Stedman Graham partnership thing that they got going on. Yeah, well, 
you know, I've been single my entire life, and I like being single. I always have, you know, except for the way that single people are stereotyped and stigmatized and pitied and all the rest of that. But it, it was so weird, though, because being single, people think, you know, there's something wrong with you or that you must be miserable and lonely. And, and, and I knew that I wasn't. But then I'm a social scientist, so I wondered, is this just me or um, is, is this how other single people feel too? And so I went to look at the original research studies, and I was just stunned to find that just about everything I had been hearing about what the research supposedly shows was totally wrong. So you know all the headlines, get married, you'll be happier, healthier, live longer. Well, none of that is true. <laughs> and, you know, there are now these studies that follow people for over a decade of their lives, and they ask them over and over again, how happy are you, how happy are you, how happy are you? And they find that when people go from being single to getting married, sometimes they get a little increase in happiness right around the time of the wedding. You know, there's this big party, everybody's excited. But then they go back to being as happy or as unhappy as they were when they were single. And that little blip of happiness people get around the time of their wedding, the only people who get that are the ones who get married and stay married. People who get married and then get divorced are already getting a little less happy as the day of their wedding approaches. So all of this, you know, it's just totally bogus, all these scare stories and pity stories about being single. And so that... You know, it became my mission to say, hey, we need to get a different way of thinking about single people out there, not just because it's my experience, but because it's the experience of tens of thousands of single people all around the world. I think it's so interesting just because I grew up um, where... I don't know. I, I saw a lot of marriages that weren't very happy. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think that's why I was always very turned off to marriage. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know, like getting older and like moving to New York, I have a lot of friends that have been getting married really, really young. And like that personally freaks mm-hmm. me out. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Um, that's I, really <laughs> unusual, by the way. Okay, right. What is like the normal, like, because I think everyone well, is know, part of our society to be like, oh, well, once you get married, you know what I mean? Like, you're on the right track and you're having a good life. But what is like the average, yeah. <laughs> what is like the average right. age? It's for men, it's almost 30. It's like 29.8 or something like that. And for women, it's around 28 or 29. Okay, so that makes more sense. That, yeah, what that means is. For men, half of all men who get married for the first time are older than 30. Right. Which is pretty amazing. It is. But, like, I don't know. I feel like there's so much freedom when you're younger that it's just kind of like, why would you want to, you know, rush things? But, um, so, you said you you have always been single. Did you date before? Or what what has your love life been like? I tried it briefly. And... I liked 
all of the guys I went out with. I mean, I have happy memories, positive experience. I don't have any dating horror stories. But every time a romantic relationship ended, I was so relieved. <laughs> I felt like, oh, now I can go back to my true self. Right. The life that I real, my true love, which is being single. That's so funny. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really... I've never been either way on, I like dating. I think it's fun, you know, but, um, being single and spending time by myself is probably like, I love that just as much. So I totally get it. Yeah, it it really is. I know. And sometimes I actually, I do kind of prefer it sometimes, which is really funny when you think about it. Yeah. And I think that points to something else that our popular stories get wrong. There's so much emphasis on loneliness and, oh, all the lonely people and what are we going to do? And for people who really are lonely, it can be painful and devastating and all that. But what that whole story misses when that's all we hear is the real joy of Mm -hmm. time to yourself, you know? Yeah, (laughs) and like getting to know yourself. I think that's like a huge part of it too, right? Right, absolutely. And there's lots of research on that, on the benefits that people get from having time to themselves, having space of their own, and we miss out on that by only thinking, oh my gosh, if I'm by myself, I'm going to be lonely. Well, you know, some people are, but a lot of people just crave that time on their own. It helps them recharge, it helps them think more deeply, be more in touch with themselves, just relax. Yeah, and you had, um, I remember in the TED Talk, you were talking about, like, the hierarchy of psychological health. Is that what that was? And it was, like, married people were supposed to be. So tell me a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. So this is what people always think, you know, like, there's this hierarchy. If you're married, you're going to be the happiest and the healthiest. If you're cohabiting, you know, you should be close. If you're single, well, you should be doing better if you're dating than if you're not dating. So they did this study, and they looked at loneliness and stress and um, one other thing, which I'm forgetting now. (laughs) And no matter what they looked at for women, it just didn't matter. People who were, women who were single and not dating were no different than people who were supposedly on the top of the hierarchy, the married women, in terms of stress or loneliness. or Was the other one health? I don't know. But <laughs> so it just it was completely the opposite of what people are so sure is correct. And some of the trends were even in the opposite direction. So women, single women who are not dating were less stressed mm-hmm. than single women who were dating. Um, so, it, you know, it really was an amazing outcome because people, are, you know, they're not even in doubt that married people should be doing better, or a lot of them aren't. And they think, you know, people, single people, especially if they're not out there looking are kind of looked askance upon, like, what's wrong with you? And they're doing fine. Nothing's wrong with them. Right. I love that. And um, first of all, I just have mad respect that this is, like, what you have, like, dedicated your life to is, like, kind of, like, studying this. Yeah. But And you kind of touched on it before, you know, dealing with family and friends and, you know, probably even, like, Mm -hmm. going to weddings, like, how that can be hard. But how do you handle relatives and friends who either feel bad for you or if – 
you know, like, they're like, oh, like, if we're going on a double date, you know what I mean? Like, I remember, I think I yeah. was watching an interview or something, and you said you were demoted to lunch or something like that. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. So how do you handle I, that? Yeah. How did you go through that? Right. You know, at first, I found it really hurtful to, and especially, you know, when I got to my first job um, at a university straight out of graduate school, and um, it was important to me to, you know, find a new set of friends. And during the week, they would socialize with me. You know, we'd go out to lunch together. But on the weekends, the couples would go out with the other couples, and I'd be left out. So, you know, that was kind of painful. Now, I still think it's a really stupid and insensitive and hurtful thing to do. Of course. But I don't internalize it. Now I think... What's wrong with them? <laughs> they don't know what they're missing. That's what it is, Bella. They don't know yeah, what's going on. And they're just, you know, people who would never think of themselves as prejudiced or, or intolerant, who would never, you know, exclude somebody from their social circle because of their race or their religion, are happy to exclude single people. And what's that about? I know. We need to add single people to the list, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Um, a lot of millennials are waiting um, to get married or I think are even on the fence yeah. about getting married. Where do you think, right. like, and you've done so much set, like research on this. Um, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of, I know a lot of my friends and a lot of people I know had similar mm-hmm. situations like me that had, you know, very bad marriages just kind of growing up that we've, we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do you see the, like the future of marriage going? Do you think people are going to kind of follow that Oprah Stedman, you know, Stedman kind of partnership relationship, or are they going to kind of just do like casual dating where it doesn't really mean anything? Like, where do you think, uh, all that's going? Well, what I think and I kind of looked into all this in the book that you mentioned, How We Live Now, Redefining Home and Family, in the 21st century, is that people are going to get to do what works best for them. So right now, and, and you know, less so now than, say, 20, 30 years ago, people sort of feel like, well, getting married is the right thing to do, it's the expected thing to do, it makes you a better person and all that. But that's kind of losing its grip on people. And so now I think we're getting to the point where people can have more of a choice in doing what feels best for them. So, you know, people who like the traditional marriage thing can still do it. But there's the, you know, the Oprah Stedman thing. There's uh, something else which I looked into for, for my book, which is really interesting, which is people who are in committed romantic relationships, maybe they're even married, maybe they even have kids, and they have their own places. Mm-hmm. They live apart. Oh, interesting. one of them has a job far away or pursuing an education. They just want their own space. It's called living apart together. <laughs> and so I love that's it. That's really fascinating. And of course, another option, mine, my favorite one, is you can just be single. You can be single your entire life and have a great life. No, of course. And I actually kind of going back to what you were saying about losing that grip of, you know, just people doing what they want to do, essentially. Yeah. When it yeah. comes to, and I think the reason um, this whole, you know, mindset about marriage and this whole mindset about, you know, doing uh, different things is changing is because we're going, we're kind of going from that traditional mindset, right? Into like what you said of like doing what we want to do. 
Um, but I think a lot of those traditional marriages, like they stayed together or whatever for the kids. So how do you think, right. do you think kids will be affected um, in a different way because of this? Or how do you think their uh, yeah, growing up will no. be different? The thing that I found that I had no idea about before I doing, started doing the research for that book was that sometimes people get together and decide to be parenting partners. And what that means is they decide that they are committed to each other as parents, but not necessarily as romantic partners. And often people who do this are people who have wanted to have kids for the longest time, never got married, or maybe never wanted to get married, but they really want kids, and they don't want to be single parents. And so they find, and there are websites that help with this, to help you find someone, that oh, help I you with it. the process. Right. And you can, you know, with a close friend or even several friends or relatives or whoever you want, commit to being in each other's lives to raise children to at least to adulthood. Yeah. Isn't and I think it's like, a, it's like a fun, mature way of doing it. It's kind of like, oh, like yeah. we both want this and you know what I mean? It's just kind right. of, yeah. 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 And it's often a more thoughtful way of doing parenting than the traditional way where you get married and you have kids and you never even discuss it very much beforehand. Yeah. If you do it this other way with friends or relatives, it's a very deliberate process. I mean, you talk through with the other person what you expect, what you want. And um, it's eyes wide open. Yeah, you know exactly what you're getting into. You know, <laughs> there's no surprises yeah. really. It's just like, this is exactly what we want. I love it. Right. And I yeah. think I, I love your mindset of, you know, you can just be single and happy. But I think a lot mm-hmm. of people like to be in relationships. A lot of people mm-hmm. like um, to be with another person, to date another person, you know, just that whole mm-hmm. mushy stuff. Um, you know, a lot of people, (laughs) yeah, that's what I think of it. I'm just like, oh, it's mushy. (laughs) Um, a lot of people are looking for love, but I feel like they don't fully understand themselves. So have you, have you done Mm -hmm. research on that? Like how maybe there's, um, I don't know, like that whole, like, I'm looking for my other half. You know what I mean? Like you should be a whole and then, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of risky. You know, if you think that you're looking for someone else, you know, like in the movies to come problem like oh my goodness yeah yeah I mean it sounds romantic but it's kind of scary yeah well when you don't if you don't know yourself fully like what a problem that could be you know right yeah yeah and you know it's interesting that the millennials they're dating less often and um and of course they could date more often if they want to so it's kind of like um they're open to a wider range of what love means. I mean, you can be, you can have very deeply affectionate relationships with your closest friends, with some of your relatives, with people who mean a lot to you. So um, to me, love is a very big word, and it doesn't have to include sex. Yeah, that's very true. And okay, this is so funny, and I thought it was totally relevant when, um, when I found out about you. So earlier this month, I saw this article um, on this woman that was 107 years old, and she lives mm-hmm. in the Bronx. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. I know, I love it. So her name's Louise. She lives in Bron- the Bronx, um, and she said that her secret to living as long as she's lived, which is 107 years, is that she never got married. 
Um, right. So, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, so staying, uh, stay single because, you know, you're, you're yeah. 64, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I'm 65. Yeah. 65. Okay. So, Uh but I, I, you know, do you have any like different wishes with either, like, do you ever wish you got married? Never. (laughs) Oh, except for, I would like all the perks that come with it. The perks. Oh, tell me about the perks. Like so many advantages, you know, you can put your, you can get medical insurance based on the Oh, that's true. Yes. Um, Social Security. All that government stuff. I'm paying into Social Security, or I did every year of my working life. And when when my colleague who worked alongside me dies, uh, she can give her her benefits to her spouse. Mine go back into the system. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like if you want to take time off to care for someone, you can take time off to care for a spouse, but if you're single, you can't take time off to care for um, a close friend, and that close friend can't do the same for you. Um, there are all sorts of uh, tax breaks you get, like in um, uh, saving IRAs and right, passing that makes along sense. your wealth. I mean, the, the whole thing about same-sex marriage, some of the most famous cases were about how um, a a same-sex couple can't get access to these same benefits that a right. uh, heterosexual couple were able to get through marriage, and that was the basis for one of the most important cases in that. So, so yeah, I wish I had the same, <laughs> you know, benefits and protections. But, they should make that a thing. Uh, I think that should be, like, what you should work on next, is, like, getting some right? sort of oh, bill yeah. for single oh, yeah, people. Yeah, it's the cool thing about this unmarried equality, we call it. Unmarried, I love that, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so I know you, when did, um, I know you just had your, uh, your recent book come out, How We Live Now, Redefining Home and Family. Where can people find that? And I think oh. your other book is called um, Single It Out, or? Singled Out, right. S- How singled out. are stereotyped, stigmatized, and ignored, and still live happily ever after. Singled Out is still my favorite book. It was my first one on being single, and I still, it's still my favorite. So, I love that. So you should be able to find them anywhere, just about, um, certainly online, you know, the usual places like Amazon, but you should also be able to find them in bookstores, and if not, right. ask your bookseller to go get it for you. Yeah, for sure. And do you have any talks coming up anytime soon? Um, I don't right now. I, I just, I did a few recently, but I don't have any on my calendar, but thank you for yeah. asking. No, of course. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Bella. This has been a lot of fun. Okay. so much for listening to if god had a podcast be sure to like subscribe share you can reach me at on all of the socials at pavlina asta and until next time be a better you for a better us slow is just right if you're on vacation a sloth or describing quickbooks more like slow books 
It sucks you in and slows you down with manual processes, integration difficulties, and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for the numbers you need. Now is the time to switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. NetSuite can automate your processes and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Failing to switch to NetSuite will leave you stuck trying to make sense of your books while your competitors sprint ahead. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control since switching to NetSuite. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's special financing at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Again, that's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.